0: I don't know my name I don't play by the rules of the games of insane Prison Bag. Episode 8. Ochre. I had three tattoos when he went to prison, and now I have 15, 20, I don't know. So my most expensive piece of kit right now is my gun, which was, like, £250. Um, And everything else is, like... And bobs and borrowed things um, and donated from my friends who are already like certified tattoo artists. Um but there's kind of like needle depth, and there's a lot of things that you have to kind of learn by basically trial and error. So my thighs are taking a bit of a, a beating. I'd rather make a mistake on myself than on someone else. So, I practise on my own thighs, which is, <laughs> my mum is less than happy about. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's sweet, I always, when my sister plays and sings things, I don't know why they always get stuck in my head. Like, something about her little voice when she's singing. Yeah, it gets stuck in my mind. I used to love that sound. Like, the sound of a, of a gun when I first started getting tattooed, when I would walk into a studio, like, even if it was with a friend, I heard that sound of, like... <gasps> and also the smell of, um, Dettol, which is, like, the cleaning liquid that you, you use. I think it's like a, such a grandma thing, and I remember going to my grandma's house, and I could smell it, and I, like my heart started beating really fast. <laughs> it's Just after Rob, my dad, went to prison, I went travelling in Thailand been quite depressed for quite a long time and obviously the whole process of him going to court every day for over six months and also all the years leading up to that, all the pressure, I think had just, like, worn away on me and on our family and I'd been in London for so long. And when I was out there, I got, like, still my biggest tattoo. Just, like, a massive dragon that starts on my hand and, like, winds its way up my arm. And that one for me, represents fire and power. And I wanted to have it on me to represent, like, having something on my skin that was going to be kind of aggressive and could breathe fire and could sit with me and on me and protect me and could represent me reclaiming my own fire, basically. Um... So, yeah, that that one means a lot. And I got my dog's name, which means a lot. And then I got a bunch of... I got a lot of animals. Because for a long time, I felt a bit like there was no-one looking out for me. Um, I felt like I got lost a little bit in, like, the process of my dad going to prison and everyone was worried about him or about my little sister or about my mum, who was his wife, but I always just seemed fine. But in a lot of ways, I was probably the least fine person. On so many... I was so, so lost. And, and I think getting all these animals... I've got a bee, and I've got a leopard, and a tiger, and a jellyfish, and, and they all have something that has, like, a bite or a sting. And I think that, like, subconsciously and slightly consciously, I'm, like, armoring myself, basically, with a little army of dudes who are going to help protect me. So, right now, cleaned and prepped area. <laughs> and then just getting the skin ready. So you just need to make it, like, a little bit lubricated so it's easier, yeah, with Vaseline. Or something more expensive, if you can afford it. <laughs> um... When you go to prison or when you lose someone in that way, it's such a traumatic thing. And people find different ways to survive. And for a lot of people, that's, like, moving on or, like, taking drugs or disconnecting or... Yeah, everyone has to find their way through it. And for my family, the way through it was to try and find the positive in it. And so it was always, like, a very positive narrative, which I think is amazing, and has taught me a lot, and I try and carry that narrative, but at the same time, sometimes things aren't okay, and there can be a degree to which you're just, like, not acknowledging how fucked up something is, (laughs) and how awful it feels, and how sad you are, how you don't know how you're going to survive it. Especially, I was, like, what, 17, 18, when he went to prison. I was like teenager, angsty, confused as hell, and I don't think that I was ever allowed to express that anger, and I was just slowly falling apart. And then maybe again, like, the tattooing thing, my mum's always like, oh, it's a form of self-harm, and I'm like, actually, for me, this is a form of self-expression, and my body does have scars on it that are from and were from self-harm, and for me, this is, like, my way of reclaiming my body hey I've been through some pain you know hey I'm not a good little girl that's gonna like sit still and be quiet and smile there's something a little bit more edgy and a little bit tougher and I guess on some level as well that's kind of like something that I wanted to project and carry with me For me, all of the layers of safety that I had as a child, like of a home and a family and a stability and knowing that I was financially maybe supported, that just kind of went. And it was suddenly like, well, we have no income. That safety net that I had was just gone. And it was so scary. If I fail here, there's there's no one to catch me necessarily when I fall because my mum's already struggling. And so I was suddenly responsible for myself. And then, so my financial agency was my own. My emotional agency is my own. Then I was, like, working minimum wage jobs, like, lots of different things and travelling and experiencing lots of different people. And you've got to be a bit tough and you've got to be able to stand up for yourself, especially in, like, lots of different work environments. So And so, like, I kind of had to learn how to do that and push forward and also not be afraid of, like... If someone's aggressive to me, if someone gets angry at me, if, if I come up against an obstacle, that doesn't mean I'm going to back down. That means I'm going to push harder for myself. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, my dad has... Two tattoos one hideous tribal thing that he got in LA years ago? Which I mean, in a way I kind of like because it it just represents like an era in tattooing, but he hates it. Um, And he has another one on his right shoulder, which is really cool. It's from like a painting that we have in our house, which is like an abstract E design, like the letter E. But yeah, I've, he's made me promise to, to tattoo him when he gets out and sort out the tribal monstrosity on his arm. I don't know, I can't think of anything worse than giving him a bad tattoo, so I'll do it when I, <laughs> when I'm ready. I think that's his way of telling me that he's proud of me. Or like happy about what I'm, that I'm doing something other than being very very sad. <laughs> and then he was laughing because uh, the setup. He was just explaining the setup of the guys who get tattooed in prison, and what you use to tattoo. And um, I mean, if you're lucky, it's ink, but it can also be like charcoal. And then like needles that they make themselves but he said they make like whole guns and I mean but yeah I mean a lot of people get tattoos in prison he has abstained because there's a serious health risk I quite like it because I think like it requires all of your focus. So my mind goes kind of blank when I'm tattooing, which is nice cuz usually my mind is talking all the time. that's basically like the first pass and then you clean it and then you just look at like if there's any little bits that need tightening up um so just go back in and do this now I got both of my ribs done on each side that hurts so much Whereas I got the back of my arm done and it didn't really hurt that much. It's like being stabbed by a little tiny needle a lot of times. So at first it doesn't really hurt. But then like if you have a big piece and you're going over it and over it and over it, you just feel like a piece of meat. Um, Someone was saying to me the other day, would you take away the pain if you could? And I said, absolutely not. Like that's a really big part of it. I want to have this little creation on me. I want to be able to feel the experience of the pain and endure that. And at the end, look at this thing that I love, that's mine, that I've helped create. Some areas are more painful than others. Cool. It's done. A lot of the time when I design tattoos, it's also like a way for me to... It's like a visual diary of what's going on. So this arrow is about, like, direction and not... And just focusing on one thing, like, not getting distracted from your goal. So for me right now, it's work and trying to make something so that I can afford to move out and live in London and take care of myself and, like, not be a burden on my family or my dad... And so, like, I did a lot of stuff with, like, lines and arrows and points in them, so it's all about, like, direction and focusing all your energy in one place and not getting it, like, pulled in different ways. So that's what that one was when I made it. Please don't ask me any questions You won't get a valid answer I worry that Oka's direction of travel is now away from her dad. She hasn't visited since that awful family visit. He still writes to her every week, but she doesn't reply. Holding this family together is beginning to feel like more than I can manage. I now know my rules. so you My way. Oh, I did a bit wrong on you.